0: Hallelujah. hallelujah hallelujah glory to God Father I thank you again Lord you are a God unlike any other there is no one above you there is no one beside you and when we lord when i say these things it's just it's i i i can't express my heart these words just don't seem right in this moment lord i ask that you would fill this place with your spirit lord that you would make up for my lack somehow some way supernaturally lord fill me that they may hear your words that i may hear your words lord that you would bring new life to us lord that we would be strengthened with the power of your might and that somehow some way when we leave here lord there'll be a little bit less of us and a little bit more of you in us Father, genuinely, with everything in me, I pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. So we're going to begin in Romans. Uh, this, This scripture in Romans, in chapter 15, verse 13, says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, hallelujah. How many of you, Want to have all joy and want to have peace. Now, peace. This is the equivalent of the shalom in the Hebrew, where it's your wholeness, wellness. It's not just again lack of chaos or quietness or stillness. This means everything is well with you. Amen. So, how many of you? I mean, I want that. I want all joy. I want to be joyful in all things. I don't want to suffer. You know, any kind of. But you know, re- really, in, in genuinely. You know, and I want to know that there's always hope in any situation and in every situation. Now, we as Christians, you know, we, we say this stuff and, yeah, I'm full of joy or, you know, I, I know I always have hope, but let me ask you something and don't answer out loud. In yourself, do you really honestly feel that way all the time? And the answer for me, I'll just answer for me, is no, not always. I don't always feel all joy. I don't always know that... And, 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 and mindful in some of these moments that no matter what is said or no matter what is done, there's always this hope. Now, I do know that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That hope, always. But my brothers and sisters, when we're in the middle of battle, especially when it has to do with our loved ones or those closest to us, Amen. those are the things that affect me, and I'm, I'm sure some of you, especially if you're a mom or a dad, or you have some people that are, you're a husband, you're a wife, you're a spouse, you, you care so greatly for your spouse, and so if they're going through something, you're going through it. Amen. And so while it might be easy for you to say, you know, if I were going through something, you know, I'm going to have hope because even if it doesn't turn out good, I know God. But you don't want to see your loved one suffering through something, whether it be physical, emotional, come on, am I, is this making sense to anybody, or am I the only messed up person in this room? No, do you understand what I'm saying? So, it's, you see, and here's what I guess I'm saying not so eloquently is, it's really easy to say this stuff as a Christian. It's really easy to say, yeah, I have all the hope, or, I, yeah, oh, I'm more than a conqueror and all that. But do we actually feel that way on the inside? And, and see, just let me tell you something. You could fake it. You could fake it. But sooner or later, you're not going to be able to fake it. Somewhere, somehow, so, and the harder you, fa- the, 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 the more effort that you make in faking it, the more fatigued you become. Yes. Come on. I'm, I'm ministering to me. Right? I, you know, it's, it's really, uh, you know, I, I want to make sure that I, you know, I'm doing everything right and all this other stuff. But sometimes it just, it just plows in on you. Right? And so, listen, in those moments, instead of just being, uh, you know, hey, how you doing, Tony? Oh, I'm great. No, man, I want to say, lousy. No, say it to him. Lord, right? We have, but see, and that's part of this hope that we have in him, even when it's lousy, even when we're going through it. See, now may the God of hope, he is the God of hope. So when I'm in the position where I understand he is the God of hope, I'm worshiping him. He is the one that will fill me with joy. See, I don't have to manufacture it. I don't have to look to someone else. He is the one that will do that. Amen? And peace, shalom, and wellness. Man, mean, I could stay here all day, but I'm not. So now look, the problem that we have, or the problem that, let's just say, some of us have, is we have this dependence on you know, our own spirit, and we, uh, we still adhere to the flesh and our minds, our own human minds, our own intellect, our own wisdom. We still count on those things a lot. When we should be walking after Spirit or following after Spirit. And when we follow after Spirit, when we're walking after the Spirit, we have things, spiritual things that we, that we should be walking in, right? Remember, Mark 16, verses 17 and 8. These signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Amen, Catherine? Amen. 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 This stuff is real, and it is for today. And so I'm sick and tired of in Christians, professing Christians, people who in their hearts love Jesus, are still having to suffer through these things and not taking full advantage of what God has given us. Amen. Remember when Jesus sent them out two by two? Remember this? And he sent them out two by two. And when they came back, they were all excited. And they said, even the, even the demons have to obey us. Remember, he sent them out with power. And they, said, they came back all excited. Even the demons have to obey us. And he said, I beheld Satan cast out of heaven as a lightning bolt. And don't be so happy about that. Right? The bigger thing. You're saved. You have eternal life. Hallelujah. But my brothers and sisters, all that to say, there's not a power on earth that is greater than the power of God. And you are his kid. And he's made promises to you. And when I read scriptures like that, it gets to me. Here's another one, Romans 8. This one you you should be able to look at with me. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. Okay, so now we have this newness of life that we're walking in. Speaking of that, the old Tony's dead, the new Tony has this opportunity to live in this newness of life. Amen? But just remember this. I I like that one part. I wanted to give you the full context context. instead of just quoting to you and saying, the Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now dwells within you. But that part of that passage is truly important see the context is that we've been raised to live in the newness of life but I also want you to get man, that spirit of God that spirit by which the healings and all of these manifestations take place that powerful spirit of God now dwells in you that same spirit that same power that raised Christ from the dead that listen that body was dead in that grave That body was dead. Jesus, soul, spirit, went to Hades, went to paradise, went to that compartment and preached the gospel. Preached and said to those captives, the Old Testament saints. Remember, we studied this together. Preached to the Old Testament saints and said, That what you were looking forward to in faith, that was me. Let's go. Hallelujah. Ascended into heaven. Right? Ascended and sent gifts to men. Led captivity captive and sent gifts to men. What were the gifts? In Holy Spirit. That same... And then, then, He reanimated Himself. He, by His Spirit, filled that body that was in the grave. That stone was rolled away and that dead body came out of that tomb alive. Hallelujah! 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 That same power that raised Him from the dead is in us. It is in us. And so my brothers and my sisters, I am, I, that's why I start, this is not negative, this is so positive. So yeah, you know, am I, do I have to worry, I don't have to worry, but do I, do I get viruses? Do I get colds? Do I get, yeah. Do I have these ailments? Do I have, yeah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Do I get bad reports from the doctor sometimes? Yeah. But God, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it may not turn out exactly how I want it, but now I'm more concerned about what he wants and less concerned about what I want. Hallelujah. And if this is God's will, then let it be God's will. Hallelujah. So we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty and get to some keys, I think, key elements of this. In Luke chapter 6, beginning in verse 46, But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation, against which the stream beat vehemently, and immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. This is not an unfamiliar passage. This also appears in Matthew. This, my brothers and sisters, I mean, we get the picture here, but I, I, I want to just bring out some certain things. Holy Spirit, please help me. Please help me. Bring forth the truth that you want known to these people in Jesus' name, and empower us, Lord. Amen? So, whoever comes to me and hears the sayings of mine, and does, does them, I will show you him he's like, he is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. So, so, so now watch. <clears throat> the person who digs deep is the one who obeys what the Lord says. Right? Do you, do you see the correspondence there? Okay. And, and why is this important? I mean, <clears throat> listen. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona. jonah This was the time when, when Jesus... Um, there were people, who do the people say that I am? This is um, in, in, a couple, in, in Matthew 16. Who do the people say that I am? Oh, some say you're Elijah. Some say John the Baptist reincarnated. Some people, well, who do you say that I am? And Peter spoke up. I said that you're the Christ, the son of the living God. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you but my Father in heaven. Amen. Right? So I'm going to read this because I want to make sure that you get, and I also say to you that you are Peter Greek word, patras. And on this Petra, different word, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Let me, there's, a, there's significance and those of you who have been with me for a while, you know I've, I've, I've said this before from the pulpit, but I want everybody to make sure that you get it. Because now remember what, where we were. Foundation on the rock. Dug deep. Foundation on the rock. So you say, I say to you, Peter, I say to you that you are Peter, petros Greek word. That means a fragment or a piece of a rock. Little, pebble, stone, rock, or a fragment. Then he uses a different Greek word, Petra. Or Jesus didn't use that. He said it in Aramaic. The translation is Petra. That is big rock. At the best, petros could be a boulder, but it's not this big rock. This, this see, this is, te- this is speaking now about the, the bedrock, the big rock. And what is he saying? He's saying, upon, listen, and upon this rock I will build my church. You are Petros, you are a piece of the rock, but upon this rock, what rock? What you said. What did you say? I said that you're the Christ, the son of the living God. So he's building his church upon the fact that he is God. That's what he's saying. Upon that rock. So look, first and foremost, if any of us expects any—well, see, I know that you're disappointed when I say something like this. You know, if any of us expects to receive anything of God, if any of us expects us to be more than conquerors through Him who loved us, we have to understand first and foremost that He is God. Why would you? Why would you come into a, a Christian church and have the pastor? or whoever's behind the pulpit, reiterates something like that that seems so basic and so rudimentary because it's not being said in all the churches anymore. And there are certain denominations that say different things about who Jesus is, and I don't even call them Christian denominations anymore. Come on. I, you could, you know, don't, I'm not trying to tick anybody off here, but I'm just telling you what the truth is. The truth is that Jesus says, upon this rock, so any denomination or any any doctrine or any dogma that does, the, that does not acknowledge that Jesus is God, not ain't gonna make it. You're not, they're not the church. They're not the true church. How do I know that? He just said it. He just said it. Right? So now watch. So how, how in the world, now let's put this together. So how in the world do I expect to, you know, live my life out as a Christian and be an heir of all of those things and to be able to receive the promises of God when in my, listen, when in my confession or intellectually, I say, well, yeah, of course. You know, I've heard Tony preach that. and Yeah, I believe it. Uh, Trinity, I'm I'm a little confused about how that happens, how all three could be one simultaneously and all this other stuff. But, you know, uh, I can believe that. Okay, but listen, you know what he says? Look, let's go back. You don't, don't change anything. Why do you call me Lord, Lord and not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you his like. He is like the one who dug deep and understood, listen that I am God. That's the one. I'm his Lord. I the one who understands that I am God. I am the rock. I am the bedrock upon which the whole church Whether it's one person, five person, 5,000 people, the church, we're all his body. Singularly, am I part of his body? Yes. Together, we're part of his body? Yes. So listen, none of us are part of his body unless we dig deep and understand that 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 is the foundation, that is the bedrock of everything, that he is God. Did I cover that? Come on. But it's so important. And especially, my brothers and sisters, as we go on, as, listen, our children, our young people need to understand this, because I'm, I'm being honest with you right now, and, and I don't mean this to sound, this is just bugging me a little bit, so bear with me, I, I don't mean to sound morbid or, or however this is, cryptic or any, any other, you know, whatever word you want to describe it with, listen, as we're dying off, the church is changing. Yes. I'm not criticizing You know, these new preachers and teachers, there's someone preaching truth. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. But not as many. Right? We're being phased out. I'm... See, I know I say stuff like this and you kind of, you know, some, some, I'm telling you that's what's happening right now. And so our, our young people are, are, are believing less and less some of these fundamental and foundational things. So that's why it's important to us or for us to reiterate them, to remind ourselves and to live that way and to make sure that we're communicating that way because they're hearing so many other things. They, listen, they can grow up in your house and believe that they are believers in Christ Jesus but not really believe what you believe or what, what the Bible says but then go out there believing that they're saved, but their foundation is not the rock. It's not the bedrock. It's not, and they're lost. That that's, is the driving force behind everything that I say and do almost now. And I, and I apologize to some of you if you get bored with this or whatever, but I'm, wanna, I wanna, I'm hoping that some of you will catch fire just like I am. And listen, and not preach at young people and not point the finger at young people and say, you're doing this wrong, you don't believe that right, or you're not, no, no. That you would be encouraged, that you would be inspired, and that you would have fire to live what you believe. So that you would preach the gospel, but sometimes use words. Did you catch that? That you would preach the gospel in how you're living, so that the young people don't just hear you telling them what they're doing wrong, so that they don't just see uh, that you're critical of them, or they don't just see that you know uh, that they've got a little authority, and I got to no. So that the young people see this person actually believes what they're saying. Maybe I need to investigate that, or maybe it is true. Come on. Hey, how are we doing? Hallelujah. I'm not mad. I'm intense. Man, I, I, I'm just seeing it worsening and worsening, and I'm seeing all of that. So it's important. It's incumbent upon us. Amen? Amen. Blessed are you, Simon Virgin, because you understand this. And I'm telling you, you're, you're now a, a piece of the rock. See, right, right. You're a piece of the rock. And upon the Petra, that's what I'm going to build a church on. Upon that belief. Upon that, upon this rock. Upon the rock, what? The belief that I am God. Amen? So look at. Watch this. In 1 Corinthians, just a little snippet, verse 3, I'm sorry, chapter 3, verse 11. For no other foundation can, be, can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. No other foundation. Not Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus Christ. Jesus, the anointed one. Jesus, amen? amen. Hallelujah. Jesus, the holy one. So look at Ephesians with me. In Ephesians chapter 2, beginning verse 19. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. So what does that mean? What is the foundation of the apostles and prophets? What is, what, what is he saying? What, is that? what can we interpret that to mean? What did the prophets do? They were the mouthpieces of God right? They spoke divine utterances from God as God was giving them the Word, right? They spoke it. Now, it's been written down. We have the luxury of reading what they had written. And the same thing with the New Testament, the apostles. What about the apostles? Well, they wrote things down, didn't they? Some disciples, but, but, but the apostles and the disciples wrote things down as the apostles were living it or as it was dictated to them. For example, Luke was not an apostle. He was a disciple, he wrote, the, he wrote the letter, Book of Luke. He also wrote Acts. He traveled with Paul, an apostle. He also had contact with other disciples and people who had contact with, like Peter, for instance. So he was writing down. He kept inspired by Holy Spirit. So, let, so let's go back. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, what's that? The Word of God. Amen? Amen. The word of God, their lives, their actions, but we don't see it, but we have it written down. So we have the divine word of God. Jesus is the word of God, isn't it? Isn't he? So the foundation, of being built on the foundation of the apostle prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also being built up together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Hallelujah. The, same, the Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now resides in you, individually, and then when we come together, corporately. And that's why I believe, too, my brothers and sisters, the Spirit of God, or the anointing, or, listen, the power of God increases exponentially as we get together. Why? More spirit. And then, listen, because we've studied Corinthians together, each of us has a different job, or a different gifting, or a different manifestation, and when we come together, listen, it's for His glory, it's for His use. And we're more complete when we come together and we, come on, and we are all part of the same body believing the same thing. Amen? Based on the same Word and His Word. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was His God. The Word was God. So He's the foundation, the rock, the the bedrock. But then look what it says here. Uh, Do we still have that one up? Can you put that one back up, please? Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone. Okay, how do I... I thought he was the bedrock. How could he be the bedrock and the cornerstone? Now, I had some illustrations, but I just took them all I don't want to you know, bore you. So, you know, there's a difference between the cornerstone and the foundation, the cornerstone and the bedrock, right? Okay, so look, this is awesome. Jesus always existed, as you know, as, as the Word. He always existed as God. He existed as the Word. In the beginning, of the Word. The Word was with God, right? The Word was God. The Word became flesh. He became the cornerstone when he filled the body... And lived it out so now remember what a cornerstone is that cornerstone sets the pattern for the building am I right somebody help me out here Tony builder Yep, that cornerstone sets that pattern right so when he filled the body he became the cornerstone because now he set the pattern he told us and he showed us so he's the foundation he's the he's the foundation he's the bedrock and now he's the cornerstone so God didn't just tell us he showed us hallelujah that's awesome stuff. I get excited about that. Evidently, you don't. Hallelujah. That's awesome. So listen. So I've got this bedrock. So let's let's go just a little bit deeper. Uh, whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I'll show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently against that house and could no longer shake it, for it was founded on the rock. It could okay, so I wanna, I'm trying to pictures, play this out. What is that saying? Okay, so watch. The person that is doing the word of God is like that person. He's giving you a picture now, that one that digs deep. Why? If you go shallow and you don't hit the bedrock, what happens when the storm comes? I, I had a, uh, one of my pastors one time was telling a story, and I, I'm not sure if he was using this scripture or not, but I just remembered a story. He had some work done in his house. He had a big, uh, like a picture window that came out, but the wall uh, that was under the picture window, um, it, it, it started to break down, deteriorate. So he had to call a handyman. They called some people they come out, and what he found out was that the wall underneath the picture window, it wasn't in the foundation. It was just built up without a foundation. I guess maybe they made a mistake and they put the picture window in after the fact and they just built the wall to match the... Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? And so guess what? No foundation. It gets weathered. There's storms and all these other. things And up in Carolina, you have frost heaves and stuff like that. The ground freezes and thaws. So there's movement. And so now all of a sudden, this wall starts to crack. And if left unchecked, if it's left unsatisfied, eventually it could fall down. So now there's... Window is resting on something that is not on a foundation. And all because somebody didn't, you know, care enough to go ahead and dig, get to solid ground, and put in a foundation, and then build under the window. So now that, there's nothing supporting that window. Now that picture window looks pretty, right? Looks good, right? And and you put some certain things in, that's why they call it a picture window, I guess. You put things on display in that thing, and everything looks good, blah, blah, blah. But guess what it might look pretty now but because it's not grounded it's built on something that's not firm something bad can happen amen did did you get that hallelujah hallelujah sometimes my brothers and sisters we have to dig deep see I don't I don't want that to be me I don't want I don't want anything that I believe, anything that I'm building my life on, anything that I'm building my walk with God on to be shallow, superficial, or something that's you know, you know, still based. I, I'm still, I've still got this stuff. See, when I, when I dig that hole, all that dirt doesn't go back in the hole. Uh, did you hear that? That was good. When I'm digging that hole, that dirt gets thrown out right why because when i find that bedrock from there on i'm building something new something is filling that void that that dirt used to fill are you with me oh this is good man i'm glad we're recording this listen see in in some areas and some of us have to dig a little deeper see I, i may have suffered some things in my past that you know maybe tradition maybe an old religion or maybe something that was thrown on me because, you know, after all, someone told me, this is the way you're going to be successful in life. You've got to follow this rule, do that, and I've got all that. Or it could be, you know, uh, some harm. There, should, there could be some old scars, man. I, I was hurt. I was injured. You know? And, and there's some old scars in there. There's, there's some rejections, man, from the past. And now if I go ahead and I listen to the, uh, the modern day psychologists and psychiatrists, you know, that uh, you're okay. You're okay. Everything was their fault, but you're good. And maybe it was. Maybe someone did abuse me. And, and, and I can't speak to this because I wasn't abused in a way that we find so many young people, especially women, have been abused in their lives when they were younger. I can't, I can't relate to that because that never really happened to me. I do know that it's repulsive to me and I do know that it's, it's, it's very degrading and it also is something that, you know, young people, whether male or female, carry that with them. I also know that right now what we're doing in this modern age is we're, we're teaching um, child abuse and we're helping the system to abuse children. And so, Th- now we're going to have to deal with that or someone is because I probably won't be here. Someone's going to have to deal with that down the road somewhere. All of the hurt and harm that's happening. But now think about this in terms of where we are. Dig deep. Dig deep. There's some stuff in, from the past. There's some stuff that I got to get rid of so that my now... Listen, there's nothing that I'm not building anything that I'm learning from this word. It all comes and starts from the foundation. Listen... That Jesus Christ is God. Yeah, but I believe that, Pastor. Yeah, but whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait. Your belief has to be that He is God. And there's nothing impossible with God. Amen? Amen. And you've got to take some of these things into consideration because this is what Jesus says. Behold, I make all things new. What things? All things. Behold, I make all things new. So that, doesn't, that, that means anything that happened, it's dead. If you want to forget about it, if you want to get it out of that hole, if you want it gone, it can be gone. Amen. I make all things new. But listen to this, right, right? The old has passed away. Behold, all things are new. You have to, listen, you have to embrace that. And the only way, in my opinion, and the only way that I know from studying this word and from living life as trying to be as Christ-like as I can, the only thing that I can say to you is, if, I, if it doesn't start with, Jesus is God and everything that he says is true because he's God. And there's no one above him, no one beside him. Everything he said is true. And he walked out of a, he said that he was going to come out of a grave alive. He performed signs, wonders, and miracles. He changed the world. So I believe everything about that. So I believe that if He's God and everything that He did and said was true, then when He says about me, Behold, Tony, I make all things new. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff back there. You are a new creation. Hallelujah. 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 Get it out. Get it out. There's not gonna be anything in there that, that listen that's gonna cause. See, and that's what happens as Christians, we didn't get it all out. So now we do start experiencing some storms and some rockiness, then we get shaky. With a little fear in there. That's why Steve's testimony was so awesome. In that, listen, his first in his honestly, his first reaction is, you know, get a little nervous, but then uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. He remembers what the Lord said. Hallelujah. I wanted you to hear that testimony. And so thankful for Catherine's testimony. Remember what the Lord said. Not what Tony said. What I say means nothing. What God says means everything. Hallelujah. Remember what the Lord said. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to read something to you. Hang with me. This is going to be out of Acts chapter 14, beginning in verse 19. Then the Jews from Antioch and Iconium came there, and having persuaded the multitudes, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city. You talk about a bad day. Supposing him to be dead. However, when the disciples gathered around him, he rose up and went into the city, and the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derbe. Look at verse 20, won't we? And when they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they returned to uh, Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in faith, saying, we must, what? Through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. Through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. Listen, listen. There's going to be the storms. If you go back and you look, put that uh, Luke 6 up, please. Building a house dug deep, lay the foundation, and when the flood came, I know that you know this, but I'm I'm, I'm telling you, there's going to be floods. There's going to be storms in our lives. And listen, if you're going through a good time right now, everything's hunky-dory, or young people, you know, you haven't had anything that bad happen in your life, keep living. Just keep living. Something bad is going to happen. Oh, don't don't confess that, Tony. Hey, listen. You say, well, if you confess that, then... No, what the Bible says, it's going to come. When? Oh, yeah, he was just talking a parable. Okay, well, then that's why I I gave you Acts chapter 16. Through many tribulations, through much trouble, we're going to enter the kingdom of God. We're going to have to go through. See, this is God telling you. You're going to have to go through some stuff. But dig, get deep. Lay that foundation on Jesus Christ as God. Lay that foundation on God. Lay that foundation on God and what you're building up, how you're living your life. That, my, my brothers and sisters, when that storm comes, you're prepared. Amen. When that storm comes, and listen, and the doctors are, are setting you up for a bad report. Nope. Not going to, hey, not going to be shaken. God, your will be done. Amen. Hallelujah. Your will be done. Amen. I'm not going to be nervous. I'm not going to be upset. <laughs> your will be done. Thank you, Lord. Thank Hallelujah. Thank you. Kids aren't acting good. Lord. Your will be done. Father, I'm lifting up my kids to you right now. I'm lifting up my grandkids to you right now. Lord God, in Jesus' name, you love them more than I do. So Lord, I pray that you would send messengers, that you would send your angels. Lord, that you would put labors in their path. Lord, that they would come to know you in a real and relevant way. Lord, that that you would be so real to them, Lord, that they can't help but to be young men and young women after your own heart. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Am I the only one that feels that way? I don't think so. So if you pray that way for your children, try it out. And then when they act a fool, remember these scriptures. It's going to come. The trip. Listen, the storms are going to come. But remember, you're rooted and you're grounded. And the Lord will never leave you or forsake you, and he's made you certain promises. Continue to stand on the promises. Now, look, if you're having trouble, come on. Man, this is good stuff. Hallelujah. I'm so excited about Listen, if you're having trouble standing through these storms, maybe you need to go back. Make sure that you dug everything out. Make sure, listen, make sure that you're not hanging on to some things from the past. Maybe you had some hurts in your past. Or maybe there's some beliefs that you carried over or some traditions or maybe you're listening to the news too much and these people are your problem, those people are your problem. No. Mm-mm. The prince and the power of the air is your problem. Your own flesh is your problem. Give it to God. And if you can't give it to God, dig a little deeper because he's there. He's there. He's there. Don't let anything get in the way. Don't hang on to that dirt. You know, that person that you think did you so wrong, and every time you think about them, you don't think about them in a loving way. In fact, you know, there's a little something that goes off in you. Give them to God. God, I can't handle this. Humanly, I want to hold this odd against them, but I know that that's not how you work. That's not how you operate. I know that's not of your spirit. So Lord, so Lord, help me. Help me to see that person like you see them. Lord, Help me to realize that even I have faults. And Lord, I don't want to be judged. I'm thanking you, Lord, that you're not judging me in this moment. You're not, listen, you're not giving me the repayment that I deserve for my faults. So Lord, thank you for forgiving me and allow me, please, Lord, to forgive them. Yeah, but they didn't ask for forgiveness. Who cares? Who cares? Having an odd against somebody is like taking poison, looking at them and waiting for them to die. It's not going to happen. It's hurting you. So there's some of this stuff that we just got to get rid of so that we can be grounded so that when that storm comes, you know what? We're we're going to stand. It looks bad. This is bad. But God is good. This is bad. But God is with me. Hallelujah. 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 I, I, I love this word. I love this word. Hallelujah. The flood rose and beat vehemently. Great, you know, through great tribulation and trials. Was it Wednesday? Help me out, Kevin. Um, you know, <clears throat> and it may have been last Sunday, so please forgive me. If you think about the times that you really were intense about getting a hold of God, was it when things were good or when you needed him to help you out? When you came to the end of your rope, you did everything. You plan A, B, C, D, and you, it's just, it's beyond you. It's beyond anybody. And you just need a miracle. Yes. Wasn't it in those times when you were more intense about getting a hold of God, when you were praying for God the most consistent or praying, praying to God the most consistently and the most serious, forgive me, God, if I've done anything wrong? Come, come, am I, I'm just being real. Isn't that? hallelujah hallelujah see see listen I I hope it doesn't take that all of the time see here's what I do know based on what I'm seeing here no matter what happens if our firm foundation if we're building this house remember this is not just about having the foundation it's about building what are you building right? Remember, remember the premise here. Remember where we started. See, Jesus is building a church. We know that. First, first Peter, right? We know that. He's building his church, which you're a part of. And we as lively stones are being built together, right? For a temple in the Lord. Isn't that, isn't that. Help me out. Isn't that what it says? Okay, so we're all part of his body, his body, the church. So the Lord is building his church, right? So look, what, what are you building? what are you building so in your life what, what are you going after what are you what are you working toward what are you putting all your time and attention into now again i know i've got granddaughters who are considering college and and um, you know and and, you know, and that and that's a good thing you know planning on making college visits and applying and all that is that yes that's awesome that's awesome stuff you have to look ahead i know people are looking for jobs or trying to further their careers all of that's good and it's part of what we, how we live. It's part of what we do, how we advance in our own lives. But those things cannot take precedent over what we are doing in Christ and what we're, what we're building as it relates to our spiritual life. When the natural life and those things are more important to us than how are we growing spiritually, what are we building spiritually, then we're going to suffer consequences. And not because God is punishing us. Hey, come on. Right? So so what's, what are the important... And if you're adults, I mean, I said that because I know my, my granddaughter Addison and, and probably Isabella now are considering what they're going to do their next move when they get out of high school. And I'm for a fact Addie's applying to colleges. You know. SCU, I mean, you know. <laughs> but, you know, when we're older, that doesn't go away. And just because I... Me and Michelle, Michelle and I live in our house and, you know, our kids aren't necessarily living with us anymore. We still have things that we're looking forward to as it relates to, like, retirement. If, I'm, if the Lord allows me to retire, not from here. I don't know how you retire from being a minister, but, so I, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to do that. But I, I retire from where I'm getting paid and that kind of th- stuff, that my vocation or profession. You know, you know, how we handle life after that. I'm not worried about it. I'm not wor- Did you hear me? I'm not worried about it. But I do think about it. But if that takes precedent over the things that I'm building for Christ in my own life. See, listen. I'm one of those lively stones just like you are. So I've got to let him fix me and and turn me and maybe rub off some edges and knock some edges off so that I could fit in the place that he's already designed for me to fit into as part of his... Of, as part of his building, are, are you with me? Does that make sense to anybody? Thank you. So I, I'm still—he's still kind of shaping me and molding me. So, because he's got a special spot in that in that structure, in that temple, in his residence, he's got that special spot for me, and so he's still making me that. And you too. So now here here's here's what happens. Am I letting that happen, or am I so concerned? with what I'm going to become or what I'm building here on earth. Is this, ma- come on, I, I feel like I'm losing some of you. I feel like I'm losing some of you. Does that, does that make sense? Do you hear what I'm saying? So, so watch. So now it's a function of, you know, that, build this house on the, so what am I building and what am I building on? Amen? Hallelujah. So, so let, me, let me read this to you now. In Colossians chapter 2, verses 6, there's not, there, there may be another scripture at the end, maybe not. But just listen to me. Write it down. Check it out. Colossians 2, beginning in verse 6. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. So watch. What is is it saying there? Rooted and built up in him. So look. Look, watch. so rooted, again, I got this foundation. I've got this rock that that I'm rooting into, that I'm attached to, and I'm building from there, right? Amen? Isn't that kind of coinciding with where we are this morning? Absolutely, I would say so. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. And everything still, my brothers and sisters, no matter how far along we are with Christ, no matter how long we've been a Christian, no matter how many praise reports we have, it's still about faith. Come on. When I hear things like what Steve testified, what Catherine testified, and I'm glad uh, Eddie, hopefully they're making progress with Mrs. Hughes. When I hear about those things, Tim, how we prayed and God's, it still takes faith. I'm thankful for those things, but those things happen because of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ and what he has said. And so it it never stops. I never get to that place where I've arrived now. I've hit this level of faith and now everything's hunky-dory, right? And now I don't, no, he's still working on me. I'm still moving on from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of God. Unfortunately, there are some Pharisees that believe they're perfect already. I'm not perfect, but I'm moving on to perfection. I'm not satisfied with being, oh, I'll never be Jesus. No, he's expecting me to be like him. And if I really love him, then that's what I'm going after. And I'm not settled for anything less, and neither should you. No matter how old you are, no matter how young you are, he has called you to be like him. And that's what you should be doing. Every day, you should be more and more, listen, intent on being more and more like him. Yes. He's called you to that. And, and listen, and when you stand before him, and, and, and then you, you know, he shows you some of the things that we maybe missed, you, you're not going to say, well, you know, Jesus, uh, I, after all, uh, you know, I tried, but I, I wasn't you. Mm. What, what, I mean, if I were him, and you're thankful that I'm not, if I were him, I would say, yeah, but you had me in you. You had me in you. I, I died so that you could be like me. This is, come on. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Come on. So, I, listen, I don't, no, but I'm, I'm being fitted, I'm being molded, being built up now. I'm being built up in the faith, always by faith, right? All right, I'm going a little long. I apologize. Beware lest anyone cheat, cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in Him. In Him. The one who is... Come on. That's why it's so important that we understand that He is God. What does it say? He's the fullness of the Godhead in a body. He is God in a body. Amen? So there's your bedrock. There's your foundation. He's, the, he's God. He's the foundation. He's the bedrock. And He's also the cornerstone Shows us how it looks. Amen? What it looks like. This is so good. He's the head of all principality and power. There's not anything or anybody more powerful than Jesus. Amen? This is all good stuff. But look what it said there. Beware lest anyone treat you through philosophy or empty deceit, according to tradition of men. All of the wise men and all these philosophers, and even ones who would say that they believe in Christ Jesus, but they're varying or not preaching this totally 100%. It's saying, be careful of that. Be careful of that. Because if you're, listen, now watch. If you're basing your growth on something like that, you're not growing. That's what that's that's saying, amen? Watch. But you, beloved, Jude 20, you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of the Lord Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Faith and love, the, the keys. Faith and love. Faith and love. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it there. I've gone a little long. I've got more, but I'm going to end it there. Listen, I just want to say this to you. There's another example. Steve was a good example. We have the testimonies. A friend of mine uh, received a very prestigious award a few weeks back. And a um, good friend, uh, he lives out of state, uh, but he received a very prestigious award from, uh, from his peers um, the professional of the year. And he knew when he received this award that he was going to uh, have to uh, give an acceptance speech. And so, uh, you know, we called, we communicated about it and all that. And I knew he was a little bit nervous, but what, what he said was, and this was his heart, his heart was, I want to glorify Jesus. In this acceptance speech, I want to make sure that Jesus gets glorified. And so you know what he did? He prayed and he consulted scriptures. He prayed, and he read scriptures. And he was telling me, he he called me this past week, and and kind of, I saw the beginning of it. Michelle, it, it was posted to Michelle somehow. Michelle showed me how he started off. And he said, first of all, and he gave all the glory to Jesus Christ. And he continued. And in that whole thing, you know, there was the elements of love and Christ. And so, he called me this week and he said it was, it, and he was excited and I was excited for him because he's telling me, you know, he said, I, I was a little nervous and all that, but you know. he said, I don't know what happened. When I got up there and I just started, he said it was almost like I wasn't there. He said, my, my, his wife, my wife afterward told me, you know, you paused here and you did this and he said, I didn't know I did any of that. I believe him. He said, it was almost like I wasn't there. He said, and then at the very end of it, he he knew this, that the mic went out. And the mic went out and he just stepped aside and he just talked louder, got into a position where he could get it and be heard and he finished it on the high note, again, glorifying and magnifying Christ Jesus. And he said, I didn't even think about it. He said, it was just... And and I'm hearing his testimony, and this isn't the kind of person that is going to be like some of these other charismatic, oh, you know, no, this is real. The power of God, this is what I'm trying to, this is what I want for all of us. I want the power of God to be so real in our lives that we have the confidence in the days, in the weeks, maybe months ahead, however long we have together, that when one of us is sick, and you, did you hear what Eddie testified? All the hospitals were full. Mrs. Hughes could not get into a hospital. They had to be driven someplace else. Yeah. M- uh, Michelle was sick. She was gonna try to get to get she could they they were full. They were booked. And and now half the time when that happens, people will be just prescribed something over the phone. Uh-uh, not me. I ain't gonna take it if you give it to me in person, but definitely not over the phone. So so what am I saying? Man, my brothers and my sisters, I There is a time coming very soon and I believe it's here and this is what I told you in 2012. It's coming. It's here. Isn't it so awesome that we serve a true and living God who says, if there's any sick among you, take them to the elders of the church. See, my brothers and sisters, we have this, but it's not to be flaunted and made fun of or t- used to make money or anything like that. It is this. I love you. You love me. We love Jesus. You're hurting. Let's pray. Let's just go to Jesus. Do, are you hearing me? Thank you, Lord, thank you. Are, you, are you hearing me right now? See, and not, listen, and we can't live our lives without him or partially in him and then expect, okay, now I'm going to go to him. No, either he's real or he's not. And if you, if you dug and you've got that, you listen, and see, this is what he's preparing you for. He said when the storm comes, whether it be a physical ailment, when you are young people, maybe you're healthy now, you're not worried about, but you know what? You've got to take the SATs or you've got this test coming or you're trying to get into this college or you have, you know, a boyfriend, a girlfriend and they they don't love me no more. The world is ending. All of these things that happen to us, whether we're young or old, when we're young and now that we're older, we know that those things aren't that big of a deal, but when you're going through it, it's a big deal. No matter how young or how old you are, some of those things that we suffer emotionally, mentally, and all that, they're real. Children are killing themselves in record numbers now. They're real. So, what must I do? What I must do is make sure that I'm grounded, that I've dug that trench, that I am on the rock, so that when the storm comes, I know how to handle it. How? Go to Him. I'm grounded in Him. I give it to him. I have joy, and I have hope. I have peace. Amen? Amen? So now even when it's not me, when it's my children, or my children's children, or it's someone who is very close to me, whom I love, I'm grounded. I, I dug it. I got down to solid ground. Jesus Christ is my rock. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Jehovah Rava. Jesus Christ is Jehovah Jireh. Je- Come on. He's Jehovah Nisi. He's my victory. Come on. And so now I'm going to stand in the gap for those who I love. Are you, are you there? Are you there? Are you feeling me? I'm, I, I'm so intense right now. Let's, let, look, can, can we do something together? I don't care. I, I was going to play another song, but we're so late, and I, I, I apologize for going late. But, but on, on the one hand, I do, but on the other hand, I don't. Listen, if you know, if you know that you know, right? If you're feeling this as intense as I am, I don't think we should let this moment pass by. If you have to go, it's a little late, and you have children, or where is it, and you have to be somewhere, please go, but go quietly. But if you know that you know, and you're feeling this intensity that I'm feeling right now, let's please not let this moment pass by. If you're feeling this intensity, we're going to pray in a minute. Kneel, stand, sit, whatever your heart, whatever the Spirit is leading you to do, let's get serious right now. I feel I know in my heart. I don't feel it. I know in my heart God wants to do something. God no, God wants to do something now. Now, right now. So what have you been praying for? And listen, what is the thing that has been causing you to stumble? What what is it that has to be dug out? Now is the time. Now is the time. If you will get serious with God right now, I know it will get done. Not because I say so. Because I know what he says. Amen? And then, so if that's you, stand, kneel. If you have to sit, sit, do whatever God is laid on your heart to do. And when we're praying, hey, you could play that last song really softly. That last song, just really softly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.